Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Mythological. I'm your host, Isaac Payne, and today we're back to Egyptian mythology, our first real episode. So please enjoy it. It will be on the creation of the main god. The god did not exist throughout all of history, but instead, the void created him. He did not create the void, it was vice versa. So. Which was very unique for mythologies and stuff. There are only two mythologies that are like that. And they are Greek and Egyptian. So it is a very interesting beginning for Ra to come from. But hey, why am I keeping you up? A couple quick little announcements. Thank you. There are 14 of you listening to this podcast on a weekly basis please if you think the podcast is good enough share it with people please that is really the only way to grow this if you want to see it get better if you want to see it grow and evolve and i don't know get better audio then please please consider sharing that is the biggest help if you want to answer q a please go to Q&A on Spotify and you can answer my Q&A questions and make the show better. You can leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So if you can do that, please, that would really help grow the show. In the beginning, before there was time, water spread in every direction. Though there was no direction, really, because there was no up, no down, no east, no west, no inside, no outside. This water lay cold and colorless, a wet nothingness that hummed. This was the cosmos, hardly more than empty chaos. There was but a single entity, so there was no question of order. The cosmos was ordered perforce. The order of a dot, a circle, a sphere, without beginning or end, utter consistency, perfect order. But something there is that doesn't like order. Order can be tolerated temporarily, but on and on like that, infinite order? How unutterably intolerable. Boring, really. A hint came, a slight poke, and then another, a little harder, a full-fledged beat now, More of them, instant beats, breaking up the hum, moving the water imperceptibly at first, then in tiny waves, then bigger ones, huge ones, now tsunamis, yet still in a pattern, still ordered, one after another, at regular intervals. Thump. Bam. Thump. Bam. A heart formed around this pulse, for every rhythm evokes an origin. And in that heart nestled a thought, after all, Some think with the head, and others think with the heart. This was definitely a heart, though. At the first, and the profound disorder, thought. The single thought rubbed fast and faster until it warmed, and finally ignited into language. The god Ra sprang to life with a word already in his mouth. More bubbled up. Words now crowded. They trampled his tongue and pushed against his teeth, his lips. He had so many words to say. He needed. He needed to spew them out. From that very need came lungs and a voice box and muscles to make it all move. Ross shouted the first word over and over, and those shots rose into molten mass up, and ev up spewed forth through the waters in a fiery explosion. 
That was the first firmament, the mound of creation that Ra called Ven. It all started like a single tip, like a volcano mouth. Ra stood upon it in triumph and knew he must speak more, for in his voice lay all creation. He must create. He must never stop creating. Ra spat, and there, standing there, was the goddess Tefnut, and the voice that created her, her brother Shu. So, there were three of them now, three deities distinct from the vast wallow. It felt wonderful to be a triad. It felt invincible, even. With three backs together, you could face anything at once. With three, you could explore the three dimensions simultaneously. Though there was no music yet. Though there were no colors yet. Ross sensed the possibilities of three at some level. He was not yet ready to understand. But even more than the possibilities was the reality. Life mattered. And being a father mattered. Ra rejoiced in his self-creation, and rejoiced in his creation, and his daughter and his son. This was a good beginning, ah. And what water had yielded, indeed. Shu and Tefnut, these royal children, played constantly. They were like lion cubs, and Ra was like a huge, patient lion father, posing contentedly as they chased his tail or combed his mane. Though, of course, there were no lions yet. There were only Shu, Tefnut, and Ra, around the vast, spreading chaos around the island the Triad roamed. One night, instead of sleeping, Shu and Tefnut went off wandering into the dark. Shu was air, and Tefnut was rain, and neither of them had special powers to let them see through the blackness, so as children will, they got lost. When Ra realized they were absent, he felt upset. The difference between being alone in the vastness and being with his two children was the difference between sorrow and happiness. He was lonely, and worse, he grew anxious. There could be nothing out there to hurt the children for, after all. There could be nothing out there, period. What existed, existed, and only because Ra had made it. Yet anxiety made this god itch all over until he wanted to scream. He needed those children. He loved them. At this time... Ra had only one eye. He plucked it out from his forehead and sent his eye searching for Shu and Tefnut, for his children. Then he settled down and waited for the eye to return. He waited and waited, while he waited blind and cold. He curled in on himself and wondered what he would do if his eye didn't find the children. It might search in vain forever, but the children could come back on their own, too. That was possible. But that was terrible, too, for their father wouldn't even be able to see them. Ra ruled in wretchedness, and so Ra fashioned for himself a new eye as he waited, and waited some more. Meanwhile, the first eye of Ra, the original eye, lit up the world and flew across the firmament. It hugged the sands and seeped into rock crevices, and now it soared across the waters, rising with each wave, falling as it crested. The old eye checked everywhere everywhere and at last found the cowering cubs who had grown almost to full size now and led them back to their father ra decided to place the humans on jeb they called jeb earth for they lived on it they harvested crops they lived there 
Raw certainly did not understand it, but he didn't care. Raw decided to take a voyage across the sky, starting as a child. In midday, he was a full-grown man, and at daybreak, he was an old man. And then, he did it again and again, creating what the humans called day. What will await the rest of the stories we will uncover See you guys Friday.